0: Peace of our Lord be with you. you. In spite of the fact that an abundance of wine can cause so much sorrow and pain in this world an abundance of wine in the Bible most often serves as a symbol of joy. As in Isaiah chapter 25 and verse 6, Joel chapter 3 and verse 18, Amos chapter 9 and verse 13, all places in the Bible where an abundance of wine serves as a sign of joy, which is probably why so many see the water-to-wine miracle in this morning's lesson from John as a hope-filled sign of surprising joy watch the movement in the story at the beginning verse 3 says when the wine ran out the mother of Jesus said to him they have no wine but then at the end of the story there is so much wine and wine so fine That the wedding planner declares, You have saved the best for last. From no wine at the start of the story to the most and best wine imaginable at the end. The water to wine sign, perhaps a promise. Of joy to come, especially when you take into account when this miracle happened, when did the water to wine sign happen. Go back to the first verse of today's lesson from John and see that it says, On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana. The third day, which as you will remember from your own life with the Bible, is the Bible's name for what we now call Easter. Ten times in the four Gospels, the day God raised Jesus from the grave is called the third day. Good Friday, Silent Saturday, Resurrection Sunday. The third day, which is the way today's gospel lesson describes the day of the water to wine sign. The third day, the day which started with the wine running out and ended with the wine running over. Not unlike the third day when God raised Jesus from the grave. The third day when, as Carlisle Marnie used to love to say, God took what looked like the end of everything good and turned it into the edge of something new. The most unlikely joy somehow emerging from the most unbearable pain on the third probably means that it is not an accident that the writer of the Gospel of John says that the water to wine sign happened on the third day, the day which begins with the wine running out, pain and ends with the wine running over joy, joy and pain, pain and joy. It is a wonder, isn't it, how much of each can live in the same life. same life which starts out for most of us as a sea of joy punctuated by occasional islands of pain becoming at some point for many of us a sea of pain punctuated by occasional islands of joy before shifting back to a sea of joy punctuated by occasional islands of pain before shifting back to a Sea of pain punctuated by occasional islands of joy back and forth and back and forth, over and over again. In Marilyn Robinson's novel, Lila, she writes: "Life on earth is difficult, grave and marvelous." Joy and loss exist in the same life, and each must be recognized for what each is. Sometimes, she concludes, it is hard to believe that they are even parts of the same life. But, of course, they are. As Mrs. Soames says in act three of our town, looking back across her life from the land of the dead, my, wasn't life awful? And wonderful, indeed. Sometimes the wine runs out Sometimes the wine runs over. Pain and joy. Joy and pain. Both of which we all will know some of in this life, which is why it is so important for us to practice. The skills of being kind, gentle, thoughtful, careful, slow, quiet, forgiving, and patient with ourselves and with one another because all of us are going to know plenty of both joy and pain we have to take care of what we can take care of, which means practicing the skill and craft of being kind, gentle, thoughtful, careful, slow, quiet, forgiving and patient with ourselves and with one another until the time comes when our pain turns at last to joy and we at last are heard to say with the wedding planner in today's gospel lesson, oh sweet Jesus. You have saved the best for last again. Amen.